Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV, and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off-limits. Hi everyone, it's Wit, and welcome to With Wit. If you guys follow me on social media, you know that Sunny started school. He goes to a portable classroom at someone's house two days a week, but is starting full-time in January at preschool. The portable class has been a great experience, and I can't express how relieved I am for him to start going full-time because he really, really loves it and he's ready for it. Timmy and I have done a lot of research on schools so we can find what is the best fit for the three of us. That's why I'm so excited to share my next guest with you. Today, I'm sitting with Diane Tavener. She is the co-founder and CEO of Summit Public Schools, a leading network of public schools that operates 11 schools in California and Washington, as well as a free program that enables schools across the U.S. to implement Summit Learning, its nationally recognized personalized approach to teaching and learning. She is the author of Prepared, What Kids Need for a Fulfilled Life. Welcome, Diane. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here with you. I'm so excited to have you because it is such a pivotal time in my life right Mm. now as Sunny stops going to this portable classroom that is essentially, I don't want to call it like a daycare, but he goes to someone's house with five other kids. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of different art projects. So it's very free-flowing and easy and artsy. And actually in January, a spot opened up at the Montessori school that we wanted him to go to. So we're pulling him out of the portable classroom and putting him into this five-day-a-week school. It's a little bit scary, but right. exciting at yeah. the same time. So it is just so timely that I sit down with you. Um, I think the first thing that I really want to know about is what is Summit Learning? What was it based on and what made you want to start it? Yeah, and I think your introduction into Montessori is going to be really resonant with this story because the whole idea behind Summit, and Summit was started by hundreds of parents who came together and said, you know, we want something different from our kids. We're looking around at all the schools, and they have bits and pieces of what we want, but they don't have the whole package Mm -hmm. of what we want. And what that is is ultimately they wanted their kids to be 
ready for a good life. You know, as parents, what do we care about? We care about our kids being happy. Exactly. I was just going to say, we just want them to be happy. just want them to be happy. And like respectful and good people, kind hearts. Yes. And we want them to be able to, you know, take care of themselves. We don't want them living in our basement for the rest of their life. And become dependent. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so we ultimately want them to be happy. And so we want schools that care about them and love them and where we know they're happy there every day, but they're also getting them ready for the future to Mm -hmm. be happy. And so that was the premise of Summit from the very beginning. How can we prepare kids with the academic skills they need for sure, but also the habits of successful people like being respectful and managing their time and setting goals and achieving them. And then also with the social emotional skills and the Mm -hmm. people skills that they need. And how do we help them know who they are Mm -hmm. and what they care about and what matters to them? And so we just sought to bring all those things together in a schooling experience that partnered with families Mm -hmm. so that we could get our kids prepared for life ultimately. And so that is the the premise of Summit, the schools we run, and then the program that we created to help other schools do what we were doing, give them the tools and the resources that we had in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So what are some of those things that yeah. help? You know, like what are those pivotal things that make you guys different from other schools? Yeah. I mean, one in Montessori school, I walked in, I took three different tours, actually four different (laughs) tours of preschool. I kind of limited it because I was like, my head is going to explode if I have too many choices. And I walked into the Montessori school and like it immediately just felt Mm. right. Like tears, you know, started (laughs) coming. And my husband and I looked at each other and we were like, oh my gosh, there was Mm. something just like so unified about the school. The kids were helping each other. They were serving each other snacks. They were calm. They were independently playing. It just wasn't what I had envisioned a preschool to be, which the other tours were. And no offense to them, obviously I won't name any names, but it was very much like glitter everywhere and Mm -hmm. 102.7, which is our pop station playing on the radio and just like kind of frantic and all over the place. And I just feel like Montessori has that really great mix of scholastic as well as just creating a good human. Um, So scholastic aside, What are some of those pivotal things that Summit does to create that, especially for toddlers, you know, that will be helpful for me to do? For sure. And I think what's good for toddlers goes all the way through for high school kids. And I Mm -hmm. I think some of the things you're saying will really resonate. There's sort of four big core elements of Summit schools. Mm -hmm. And the first is that the learning is really project-based in nature. It's very hands-on. It's very real. So I'm sure that's what you were seeing in Montessori is kids are doing real things in real life. Mm -hmm. And you can play that all the way out up to high school where our seniors are doing projects in environmental sciences where they're literally designing cities of the future mm-hmm. and they're applying the science to that. And so, but these are real questions that they have. Our kids are worried about our planet. They're thinking about what our communities are going to look like. And so real world learning, hands-on learning, number one. Number two, self-directed. And so what you saw there in the school that you went to visit was kids really owning their own learning, even at that little, little stage. Mm They can start to say, well, what do I want to learn today? And how am I going to direct my own learning? And how am I going to make choices? And Montessori does a great job of building those skills in kids. Oftentimes, our schools actually disincentivize kids from that. So if you think about most normal schools that people Mm -hmm. go to, we tell kids, show up at this time, sit in this desk, 
do this worksheet, read this chapter, answer these questions, speak when you raise your hand and we call on it. We don't Mm -hmm. empower kids to really direct and own their own learning. So key element of Summit is that kids are owning their own learning and they're building the skills to do that Mm -hmm. for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing you pointed to is collaboration. Learning is a social activity. People learn from others and with others and by engaging with others. And so really learning how to collaborate with other people is not only important for learning, but it's the future of work, you know, people collaborating with each other. And then finally, a key element of learning is reflection. So the ability to think on what you've been doing and then plan forward with that. And really, what did I like about what I just did? What did I not like? What did I accomplish? What didn't I accomplish? What do I want to do better next time? What do I want to keep doing? Those types of reflective skills that very often happen with a mentor or a coach or a guide mm-hmm. um, are the really the four cornerstones of a summit experience that kind of sound obvious if right. you're a parent, but actually not what you've find in schools very often, sadly. It's it's actually really true. I mean, those things are things that I think I thought about, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know exactly how to verbalize. And now a word from our brand partner. So it feels like everybody and their mother is coming out with some sort of CBD product and navigating the world of CBD can be really, really complicated. At Feels, their premium CBD will keep your head clear and help you feel your best. If you guys don't already know, CBD has been proven to greatly reduce anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. When I feel a headache coming on or I feel a little jittery, I use the feels and my body just like instantly relaxes. I can't really explain it, but it does something to relax my whole system and I love it. It is delivered directly to your doorstep. All you have to do is place a few drop of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. If you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. It's especially helpful when you have something really specific and you have lots of questions. It's so nice to know that there's a company that's really there to support you on a personal level. It works completely naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, no hangover, or addiction. You can join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Here's the deal. You can become a member and get 50% off your first order. Feels has me feeling my best every day and every time I take it, and it can really help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash withwit, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash withwit to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. One more time, that's feels.com slash with wit. And now back to our conversation. As a parent, do you ever wish someone could just whisper some realistic and trustworthy support in your ear and not make you feel awful for not having all the answers? Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm Dr. Aliza Pressman, developmental psychologist, parent educator, clinical professor, and I'm a mom. My goal is to make your parenting journey less overwhelming and a lot more joyful. Please join me every Friday for new episodes of Raising Good Humans. 
So what would be some of the questions that people could ask when they go on tours or when they're thinking about what school to send their kids to? What are the questions they can ask to make sure that their environment fosters this type of learning? Yeah, I think a couple that come to my mind are, one, you want to ask, what do they believe the kids are capable of? Mm -hmm. So what do you expect of the kids in terms of their own learning? And, you know, if you hear words like, we have very strict classroom management. Just think about that word for a moment. Like we're managing the children mm-hmm. in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a very rules-based environment, if you see a lot of very prescriptive type rules, as opposed to what we would call a more principle-based environment, where you have principles like we treat each other with respect. Right. That's not a rule. That's a principle. I mean, you know it when you see it, but it's very different than, keep your hands to yourself. Well, that's so hard. I mean, especially in parenting to decipher the difference between like disciplining them Mm -hmm. and creating boundaries. And it's it's so hard to know which one is which and how to implement one and not the other. You know, that's hard. It is hard. And so I think what we're looking for is places that are really invested in building student capacity Mm -hmm. to really own and drive their own learning. And even little, little kids are very capable of doing a lot. Mm -hmm. And then over years, they just keep practicing and practicing and getting better and better. Mm -hmm. And we also have to accept that they're going to make mistakes and we have to help them learn from it. And so that's where the reflection and the coaching comes in, Mm -hmm. where we really pause and think about what we just talked about or what we just did or what we just said and what we'd like to do better next time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think I would ask those questions. And then I would also ask about the actual learning. Is it worksheet based? Is it more hands-on based? Mm -hmm. Are we taking real questions that kids have and their interests and really drawing the learning from that? Mm -hmm. Or is it a really defined set curriculum that's not moving regardless of who we are, where we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, what really struck me at the Montessori school was that the kids come in and they have their choice of all the different little activities. You know, the school is set up with all these different little, Mm -hmm. I mean, for lack of a better word, games or projects Mm -hmm. or whatever, and the kids can choose what they want to work on. And then it's just this evolving rotation of kids like doing one project, finishing it, and then moving on to the next one. Exactly. And that just felt like such a nice flow for me as opposed to expecting all these kids to just sit down and watch a teacher or listen to a teacher exactly. instruct them on something. So yeah, I'm feeling really good about my decision so far. <laughs> um, was this something like, you have one kid, you were telling mm-hmm. me before. When did you start to realize that this was a necessity? Like, were you a very aware parent and like very involved in this kind of approach when he was young? Or did this start to happen for you when he was grown up, you yeah. know? Well, I was a teacher before I was a mom. Okay, that makes sense. And so I started to develop my philosophy and belief as a teacher Mm -hmm. through a lot of like trial and error and, you know, I think misdirected in some ways and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then, but I'll tell you when you're a teacher and then you become a mom, the whole world changes because 
being a mom and a teacher now, that this is a totally different story. Well, it's also it's like the difference between sympathy and empathy. Exactly. Like you can feel sympathetic towards someone, but it's not until you've actually gone through what they've gone through that you actually have real empathy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so when I started experiencing my own child at home and then thinking about what I wanted when he, I would send him to someone else, trust someone else yeah. with my child. Yeah. So scary. And, and <laughs> Ask them to partner with me in raising him because that's what we really need schools to do is partner with us. I mean, if you think about it, they're with them pretty much half of their lives. Yes. I'm sending Sunny to school from 8.30 to 1.30 five days a week. Like, that environment is having a profound effect a on profound them. A profound effect. And, yeah. and 8.30 to 1.30 will only happen for a short period of time and then it will increase yes. more and more, right? right? right and so right. this is really our partner in raising our child. And once I put myself in that place, I really started to rethink everything that I did as a teacher as a, and an educator. Interesting. And I think, I, I mean, I'm still the same person. I'm still deeply committed to kids and I'm deeply committed to their success. But I think I definitely became much more worried about us raising them as good whole people mm-hmm. and realizing that the academics come along with that mm-hmm. and not just completely focused on the academic performance and the, you know, getting them ready for college and recognizing how intertwined those two pieces were. Mm-hmm. So I think that really changed things for me. And then it's interesting because my son goes to one of my schools now. Yeah. And it's really interesting to be a parent and get mad at your school when you actually run the school. <laughs> Because, you know, it's inevitable that as a parent, you're gonna not going to be happy about something or you're not going to like something or you're going to hear something. And mm-hmm. then I have to think, well, gosh, why did I do that as a school? And one of the reasons that I wrote this book is because I feel like parents and schools are so oftentimes not working together. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of parallel plane. You know, they're sort of side by side, but they're not clear. And what I really wanted to bring those two parts of my life together yeah. because I think if parents and schools can really collaborate, we'll be so much better off and totally. so much better for our kids. Yeah. And I think it will cause less confusion mm-hmm. because kids need normalcy. They need routine. They need like the same kinds of lessons from both people. So for me, I'm so looking forward to learning from the teachers yes. at the school because I am kind of lax when it comes to discipline and don't really have set routine and I'm not really consistent. Sometimes I say yes to things for him. Sometimes I say no. Mm. And I'm excited to get a game plan going so that we're doing the same things. And now a word from our sponsor. You guys, it's officially engagement season, which is also known as the most popular time to pop the question. I wanted to share this with you because I wanted to tell you about Zola. Zola is a registry website. They are so, so, so great. You can register for everything you could ever possibly want when you are about to get married. Anything from a kitchen tool you'd never thought you'd buy to maybe even like an Airbnb gift card. If budget were no option, what would you love to give as a wedding gift to a couple you know or even to yourself? They have all new chef-grade appliances for their kitchen, a lifetime supply of avocados, a puppy, a robot bartender. Yeah, whatever it is, couples can register for it on Zola. Attending a wedding is incredibly fun. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love 
like the first dance, the father-daughter dance, obviously the open bar, watching the cute little flower girls. It takes a lot of planning though to make these things happen. And Zola can make it so much easier for you as a guest to find all the information you need or find the perfect gift for the couple. That's why I really appreciate when the couple creates a wedding website with all the info I need all in one place. The venue, the dress code, the itinerary, the registry, everything. So all of you planning a wedding right now, listen up. Zola's websites are beautiful, they're easy to set up, and they're completely free. You guys should know that they are the highest rated registry of all time. They have free shipping and returns, free and easy exchanges, 20% off post-wedding discount, price matching, group gifting. You can register for gifts, experience, honeymoon funds, like I was saying, literally anything. Plus, they make beautiful, affordable invites and paper. You can shop your entire paper suite at Zola from save the dates to invites and thank yous, all designed to match your wedding website. They'll also help you collect addresses and track online RCPs with their free guest list manager. Zola has helped 1 million couples get married. I wish they were around when I was getting married. They are here to help you too. Go to Zola.com slash withwit today and use promo code SAVE50. That's S-A-V-E-5-0 to get 50% off your save the dates. You can also get a free personalized paper sample before you purchase. That's 50% off save the dates at Zola.com slash with wit with the promo code save 50. Enjoy. And now back to our conversation. What are some of the things that us parents can be doing with our kids at home to help foster this? Like some of the pillars of Summit that yeah. we can be doing as well? It's such a great question. And and um, we've created this organization called Prepared Parents because it's this is what parents ask us all the time. Like, yeah. what can I do at home? And oh, by the way, I'm super busy. Yeah. I don't have a lot of time. Like, it needs to fit in five or 10 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, and so we're working really hard to help parents think about routines. And the key that you said there is routines because when you do something as a routine, even if it's only five minutes a day, it ends up adding up. And over time, I mean, it's an incredible amount of development you can do. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you a fun story about my son. So when he was about 12, my husband and I started thinking, well, we have six years left with him. And one of the things that's important to us is healthy eating. And we mm-hmm. cook a ton in our home. And we're like, you know, he can cook a meal a week, like for the family. And if he did that for the next six years, he would leave us with a whole sort of repertoire of things he could make. You know, we know he can feed himself then when he leaves us. (laughs) And so we started doing this with him in just a routine, like one meal a week he was in charge of, and he got to pick what we were going to eat and he would figure out the ingredients. And I didn't just throw him in there and say, you know, go make something. I like curated. a little sous chef. And, yeah, I curated yeah. a set of recipes and made sure that they were doable. And, you know, and at first my husband and I made some mistakes. Like he would need help and we'd sort of jump in and like next thing we were taking over and he was out of the kitchen. And then sometimes we would be two hands off and, you know, things are burning. But over time, he's gotten really good at it. And it's just that diligence of like week after week after week. And so that's a bigger thing. But I would advise 
think about the things you really value and care about and what mm-hmm. could your child like practice over and over where that practice would add up to something really meaningful mm-hmm. by the time they enter adulthood. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what that would be cuz I don't want to like when you're guys pretty little still, yeah, yeah, he's two and a half. Yeah. So I try to think of things to do with him besides just playing with toys. And it's so hard for me to get creative. Mm-hmm. Like I'll bring out coloring books or Play-Doh or, you know, things like that. But I'm sort of at a loss for things to do with him that don't involve, like, just going to a park and playing or, like, a play gym or a museum. And I guess as he gets older— Your options will open up for sure. I mean, I think— you know, one thing at that age, for sure, having a lot of books around yeah. makes a big difference. And I'm sure you're doing that. Yes. Um, but I, I do think before you know it, like, things will begin to open up. And I remember, you know, in that range, my son was obsessed with trains and bridges, yeah. uh, you know. And then it moved on to Legos. And then it moved on, you know. And so I think, though, what you're bringing up is letting them sort of lead with what they're interested in mm-hmm. and putting what you're talking about is letting him explore. So the fact that you're thinking about putting a bunch of different options in front of him is what we would call the first step towards figuring out what they care about. So expose them to a whole bunch of things. Right. Let them explore them. Mm-hmm. And then they'll pick some certain things that they want to follow and let them follow them Mm -hmm. for a while, Mm -hmm. for as long as that leads. And then be okay if they ended up leaving it, you know? And and sort of the path is littered with a bunch of stuff that they leave behind. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, they sort of end up zeroing in on something, again, Back to my son, we always tell the stories of our own kids, I think. But you know, one thing that's endured for him is he has this real interest in maps. Interesting. And um, he would draw maps, and then he's he loves geography and history, and so it connects to that. But then he's he creates these very intricate maps. And this one has persisted for year after year after year. And I always thought, like, where is this going? I don't even know if there's cartographers anymore in the world, you know. And I would think he's spending a lot of time on this. this and I would get worried. Exactly. Yeah. And um, this past year, a good friend of his is writing a fantasy book and asked my son to make the map for the fantasy book. And if you look at fantasy books, they all have a map in them. Yeah. And he created this most amazing, beautiful map. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, I would have had no idea where this was going. Right. And it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter because it's a passion. And who knows where it's going. But I think sometimes as parents, we get so nervous and worried, like, oh, no, we have to have them in the right activity at the right Right. moment, or they're not going to get in the right school. And I think letting them follow their passion and their interests, and even without knowing it, is okay. Like, they're developing their identity that way. I'm so excited to get there. Because right now, when people ask me, like, what's Sunny like? I'm like— I don't know. It's so hard to tell. Like, he seems like just a two and a half year old, you know, Mm -hmm. like he loves cars and trucks. And he's like, whenever he sees anything little, he calls it a baby and goes, oh, baby. Like, so I think that he has some compassion, you know, and sweetness. And I, it's just like, he's still so little. It's so hard to know everything that he's into to be able to like foster those interests. But like you said, as he grows older, I'll be able to tell you more. Will. But it is so important to like 
especially now starting school, for people to stop themselves from comparing their kids' you know, development to somebody else's. And sometimes I even catch myself doing that. And when his teacher this morning just said, like, he's so smart, like he he knows all the mm. songs. And I'm like, oh, that's so great. My, my instinct is to be like, oh my God, like I have a smart kid, like he's mm. gonna go to Yale. And then I'm like, wait a second, you're like, don't we, buy into right, that. Right, don't buy yeah. into it. And yeah. so, like, what's, like, a mantra that we can tell ourselves yeah. when we find ourselves, like, wanting to push our kids or comparing right. them to others? Right. And I think that what you're—the story you're telling me is bringing up for me is we've had the benefit of working with some really amazing, like, learning scientists and psychologists at some of, some of the best people in the world. So, like, Carol Dweck, who works on mindset, which most people have, and growth mindset, which most people have heard of. And so the story of the SMART label really has me thinking about her work, which says what we want our kids to believe is that achievement comes from hard work. Mm -hmm. And that whether this idea of smart, you're not fixed. No one is fixed smart. You know, there's Mm -hmm. all these different ways you can be smart and there's all these different things you can know and what we want like maybe he knows those songs because he practices them Mm -hmm. or because you're a musically inclined family and you have music playing a lot or I mean I'm sure there's some reason why it's not because he's just innately smart and what's really important is that he knows he starts to figure out that that hard work or that effort or that passion or what leads to him being good at something or Mm -hmm. successful in something because that will allow him to continue to grow and so I think that's maybe the check on us is it feels good when you're a parent and someone compliments your child, right? right? right. And I think sometimes we then try to chase that good feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think if we're really focused on what's best for our child now and in the future, we think about what will help them continue to grow Mm -hmm. and develop. Mm -hmm. And it's putting in the work. It's, you know, learning the skills. It's practicing. It's all of that stuff that actually leads to that. Mm -hmm. And and there's not a finite number of things that he, he's good at infinitely. Right. You know, there's an infinite number of things that are possible there. And so we don't want to close any doors. Right. What would you say about like praising when they do something good? Like the other day at the park, he, you know, two-year-olds, it's very hard to share, but right. he, he was playing with someone else's toy and the family needed to go. So he gave back the toy and it was very easy. There was no fight. And so my reaction was like, oh my gosh, Sonny, that was so amazing. Like, you're such a good share. That was so sweet. Thank you for making that easy. And then I was like, wait, was that so overboard? Mm. Like, I don't know. I, I had this feeling of like, what am I to praise? And then what am I to just not pay attention to. I don't know. It's conflicting. Praise is great. I think if you think about specifically what you thought was good about that. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, the idea that he was, you know, whatever your value is, that you were respectful and you respected that that was his toy and Mm -hmm. you let him take it. That's that's what I was feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I think being specific like that is Mm -hmm. really I think what the science would tell us is Mm -hmm. the most effective thing because Mm -hmm. then he will hear, oh, it's that action. It's not that I am just good at sharing. It's not that that I'm respectful to give a toy back to someone who owns it. Exactly. Yeah. And and that starts to click Mm -hmm. over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. And so it's not this, um, because if, if in another situation, then when he doesn't do that, then what does that say? Is he, is he a bad 
share right. them. And we don't want to get into that situation. And mm-hmm. so it's more about like, what are my actions mm-hmm. doing and saying? And I can always change my actions as opposed to, are you a good or bad person? Right, right. Mm-hmm. That leads me to this other thing that the Montessori school does is that they make sure that when you're finished with your project, you put it away. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so important. And and Timmy was like, Timmy is my husband. Mm-hmm. This is something that we've been working on. At first, when Sonny would start to do he just wanted nothing to do with putting away. He wanted right. to play with something, leave the mess, and then not put it away. And so instead of just saying like, this is the right thing to do. We're working on like, we. this is what we have to do because someone else is going to want to play with it and it needs to be cleaned up for them. So it's all about like, it's just, I don't know. It's it's a lot of thought that has to go in how you it is speak a lot to of your thought. child. It is a lot of thought. Um, but it is so It's important. worth it. It's worth it in the end. It really is. Yeah. So you started the website how long ago? It launched with the book. Amazing. Um, okay. And it really was um, the, the preparedforsuccess.org website came into being because we had so many parents that we work with who said to us, what do we do at home? And how do we how do we help our kids? And how do we take these lessons home? And mm-hmm. so the website is really trying to bring parents together and share with them simple easy daily routines, weekly routines that they can do with their kids, whether they're driving in the car or they're walking to the park or Mm -hmm. right before bedtime is sometimes a nice time because your child, you know, you sort of catch them in that moment. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, they're pretty simple, basic routines, but uh, effectively they ask families to just help their kids reflect on what's happened. So think back And then plan forward. So we always want to be thinking about that as well. And these are just some basic good rhythms that we can get in as families that help our kids ultimately develop those skills of Mm self-direction and reflection and collaboration that end up helping them figure out who they are um, and ultimately prepare them to be fulfilled People. Happy people. So what are some of the specific things that maybe I could, with a a two-and-a-half-year-old, start to implement into our life? Well, I I can imagine, like, um, my guess is you probably have a bedtime routine Mm -hmm. at night. And I think with a a two-and-a-half-year-old, that's, like, a really nice moment to do that. Mm -hmm. And just even starting the practice of, like, having your two-and-a-half-year-old, just even think about, like, what was your favorite part of the day? Mm -hmm. And— you know, was there a part of the day that you didn't like as much? And some families develop little code words about this. So Mm -hmm. they have like petals and thorns, you know, or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then the next question is, well, how do you do the part of your day that you like the most? Is that going to happen tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And if so, how? Mm -hmm. And the part that you didn't like as much, how could that be better tomorrow? Mm -hmm. So even just like simple questions like that. And at first, a two and a half year old will really struggle to especially think about the next day. Yeah, I can't imagine that Sunny would understand yeah. or even know how to respond to right. that. Right, yeah. but you'd be surprised. So we have a, a one of our teammates who I've taught with forever and is an amazing educator has a child that age. And at first he was so frustrated because he's like, she's just not getting it. Mm-hmm. We're like, Adam, give her a moment, right? But after about two or three months of sort of this practice, he's like, she's getting it no now. Way. And she can, she actually thought about today, tonight, how she really wants to do the water table tomorrow, her, you know. Mm-hmm. And she didn't get to do the water table today. 
And so, great. We talked about, well, if you want to do the water table, what do you need to do to make that happen? Well, I need to tell Juana that I want to do the water table. And it seems simple, but that just is the beginning of empowerment, even at that early age, where they're really planning for the day that they want and the learning they want. Right. And And that, and they're, they really are understanding you, but they haven't been able to, they're not able to express it yet, but you just have to kind of like give them the verbiage. And practicing over over and and over and over and over again. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Amazing. Okay, well, thank Thank you so much for coming. Where can we find you? Give us your website again and all your social. You can find us at preparedforsuccess.org. And Prepared and for Success Instagram and Facebook. Great. Okay, awesome. You can Thanks tell so I don't much, do that part. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.